0: One and all to this week's episode of Drunk Bible Study Bonus Edition. So we're gonna be talking about prayer, prayer hand gestures. Oh yeah. So I yeah, that which we teased at the very, very beginning of the episode. Not necessarily directly relevant to the content that we read in Ezekiel, but it is a question. So this is what I found. So I didn't end up on the hermeneutic stack exchange, I ended up on the Christianity oh. Stack Exchange. Slightly different.
1: Oh, I didn't know that that was a thing. I should check that out. Apparently
0: it is. (laughs) Of course that's a thing. I also did not know it was a thing. And yeah, people asking that same question. How did this come to be a common practice? Why is this taught? Yeah. Is there some kind of reasoning? Why do we do it?
1: Why do we hold our hands like this? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I couldn't find anyone with necessarily a definitive answer, but a lot of theories are floating around out there. So first, we have to establish that this isn't a Christianity-only practice, that this most likely came out of Judaism. So specifically, the Talmud talks about specifically the Babylonian sage, Rabbah, or Abba ben Joseph.
1: Mm. Of course.
0: uh, Who specifically was, you know, said he used to pray with his hands folded. And I think that's one of the earliest mentions, at least related to Judeo-Christian texts.
1: Can we talk about folding hands for a moment?
0: Because yes. that could
2: look a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah. So like we talked in the episode about the difference between like interlocking your fingers with your palms together versus, you know, flat hands, like knife hands, but with the palms together. But you can also, but there's also do the like, yeah,
2: like, no entangled fingers. Yeah. How would you describe like, this?
1: Like your, your palms well, are at 90 degrees to each other and your fingers are wrapped around each hand, but they're not intertwined with each other. Yeah. Is that a good description of (laughs) this?
2: Yeah. Like (laughs) a non interlocked fingering if you were to hold your boyfriend's hand or something.
0: A non interlocked fingering? I'm thinking
1: like this is is the one when. When you're the champion at the boxing match, yeah. okay. this is the when one you, you do. you won the championship, more, there you yes. go. Yeah, not the interlocked fingers.
0: Well, that I don't know. When I was researching this, I couldn't find anything definitive. Specifically when I was looking into this, I couldn't find anyone who was necessarily delineating between the fingers interlocked versus the flat hands together, like the namaste
1: hmm.
0: versus the I just won the championship. Uh-huh. Sort of. <laughs> they all kind of got grouped under the same umbrella. I'm sure that maybe if I See, really wanted to take hands a deep together. yeah, a deep historian dive, maybe I could find that, but I couldn't find that with the resources that were available to me. Hmm. But other people say specifically the Pope. This Stack Exchange post does not say which Pope, just says the Pope. So the Pope mentioned that there was also a custom during feudal times of placing one's joined hands into the hand of his ruling Lord as a sign of his fidelity and loyalty. So huh. like a like a brother mm. sort of Wait. clasping oh, hands. Oh, it's not
1: like you put your own two hands intertwined together and then place those inside of the hand of your ruler to kind of show... Maybe it is. You've it's got unclear. control of my hands. I can't attack you. It's like bowing, oh, right? It's like saying funny. I'm vulnerable to you. you so there's
0: that, right? right? Okay, so maybe it's like I join my hands together and then I give those to you and you clasp them very gently and romantically. And that's how you know that <laughs> I'm <laughs> loyal to you as my feudal lord. Not like I have much of a choice. Other people were saying that this leads back to a Roman practice that initially came out of basically symbolism of being subjugated in some way like being handcuffed or having your okay. wrists tied. Oh, wow. Goodness. This idea of, yeah, I can't use my hands. This is my symbol of I'm giving it all up to you. It's all you
1: that makes sense, because it fits with a lot of other customs and traditions like it, right? Like I mentioned, bowing is this idea of like, I'm exposing my neck to you. I'm putting myself out of a fighting stance. So I'm kind of supplicating to you saying like, you could take advantage of me. That's kind of the the honor that I'm giving you. And then like shaking hands came out of the same thing Mm of saying like, this is my weapon hand that I'm shaking with you, so you know I'm not going to attack you while we're shaking hands. And that then, you know, the people who do the two-hand shake, where they shake your hand and then also clasp their other hand on yours, is supposed to be even more so of that. It's like, look, both of my hands are here. You still have a hand free, huh. but I'm using both of my hands to shake yours to show you, like, you're the one in charge here. You know, I'm I'm vulnerable to you, so it makes sense that this kind of fits in with that same thing, whether it's about having your hands bound or just the fact that like, look, my hands are occupied. I can't be doing anything else right now.
0: Hmm. Yeah. 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 It it comes out of the supplication. I will say I looked at the Wikipedia page for prayer, just prayer. There's a whole Wikipedia page on Uh it. And really goes into a deep dive about how prayer traditions come out of so many different cultures and religions and faith, it's, you know, both praying and having a particular position when praying and also specifically doing the hands folded or hands clasped or hands raised isn't exclusive to Christianity or Judaism as well. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. Now, as always, I also found a good Christian blog. That looks like it's straight out of the 90s. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay, good. And what did they have to say?
0: Well, there's a lot of resources out there about specifically body positions in prayer and what the Bible says or what's okay and Mm -hmm. what might be recommended. It's a lot of similarities to the way people talk about body positions for things like meditation. Huh. Right? Where you could be sitting, you could be kneeling, you could be standing, you could be doing a walking meditation that it's really just about trying to incorporate your body into a way that's non-distracting but helps you drop more into the zone i suppose okay. so a lot of that transfers to the christian concept of prayer as well mm. and so i found this person's blog post from 2 million years ago it seems and i just really <laughs> liked this this line where they were rec- they're saying that kneeling or um Prostrating yourself shows humility, and it's good for prayers of confession or repentance or awe. And then this is in parentheses. If you're someone who bows to no one, please consider praying while laying prostrate in public with everyone watching. If you're too proud to do that, you're too proud to speak to God. And I just sat there and I was like... (sighs) This feels like uh, a line apparently. out of a movie where you're like, I bow to no one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, you should do it in front of everyone. And, that like, means that- and wow. I know that
0: about myself. I know I am someone who bows to no one, not wow. even to pray to God. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I'm like, who, who are you addressing? Is this a real yeah. person?
1: Yeah. It's very strange. Goodness. Wow. So now you know amazing. Wow.
0: So I
2: was really interested in looking up some artistic depictions of this really incredible vision that Ezekiel has now had twice. And I'm wondering if he's going to have more. And really, the artistic depictions are kind of of the first time that he had this vision, but it's pretty similar, I guess, to the second time. They're the same people Things, aliens, yeah. He does reiterate creatures. that it's the same creatures, yeah. yeah. That I
0: saw the first time,
2: yeah. Okay, so I found three different depictions, and I'm going to share my screen with you now. The first one is from Raphael, the famous Raphael.
0: Well, that Raphael, yeah, the turtle,
2: yeah, the turtle Raphael. Can you see this? Yes. Okay, so the Uffizi Gallery. Um, which is in Florence. I've been there and I may have seen this, but I forgot. So this is, you know, a depiction that I feel, and I will place all this, by the way, in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group if you want to see them, but also you could just Google Raphael Ezekiel's vision and you'll find it. But yeah, it's a fairly kind of benign vision with actual cherubs that look like the cherubs that you might think they look like from... I don't know, Valentine's Day or something. There's like little babies uh-huh. and they're all around God. Yeah,
1: little babies with wings.
2: Yeah. Can I
0: see? Yeah, so so there's a ripped God. Yeah, he's a shirtless super ripped. ripped God who's being yeah. sort of... Got some
1: nice biceps, yeah. Yeah,
0: carried by these naked babies. And it's mm-hmm. it's looking like there is this, like a pegasus and an eagle and maybe a
2: griffin. A lion and an eagle
0: also carrying
2: is
1: that guy they all have wings too yeah
2: is yeah. that winged guy over there maybe the
0: man with wings there's like a there's like a baby like face a- teenage angel to the yeah. side yeah he's the
1: man so there's two baby cherubim and then one like teenage cherubim. yeah yeah it's <laughs> weird i don't know and here's here's my problem with it Everyone in this picture, the animals and the cherubim, all just have two wings instead of very clearly having four. That's
2: true. They all just have two eyes also. Yeah, that's also true. And just
1: one face. One face, two eyes. That is not sufficient for this vision. (laughs) Yeah, it
2: it really isn't what is written, but I think it's what was probably popular in the time, Hmm. which, you know, this is what, like the 1600s?
0: Yeah, Yeah, even Raphael's like, we got to tone this down. Yeah,
2: like the 1500s, exactly. Date 1517 to 1518. You know, that's... Yeah. They they, they weren't going to be making a lot of eyes on a wheel and stuff back then, I don't think. I guess this also would I think this is pretty benign. This
1: also would be during a time when people couldn't read the Bible because it wasn't Mm. in their native language. It Mm. was only in Latin at the time. And so, yeah,
2: so Raphael is Italian. This painting is in Italy, but I agree with you that perhaps somebody who could read Latin told Raphael about this, and he was like, "Huh, okay. well, i'm I hear the word "cherub," and like Emily, I'm going to decide to make little <laughs> fat babies." and that'll be way less disturbing than what i just heard. i think that's what okay. happened. right. got it. okay. all right, so let's let's move on to the next one. okay, this is from i don't even know who did this, but it's on myjewishlearning.com and it's pretty cool. But weird also. It's another... Looks like an
0: etching. Yeah,
2: it does. Not an oil
0: painting, but an etching.
2: Yeah, it looks like it's drawn. But it it shows Ezekiel standing or, or kneeling kind of with his mouth hanging open on top of some sort of hill. And it looks like there's a fiery, I don't know, Babylon in the background a little bit over there. And oh, yeah, probably Jerusalem. Jerusalem, on fire, yeah. Summons on fire. There's a hand extending out of a cloud with some sort of, I don't know, what is this? It's like, like a, a newspaper or something. Yeah. <laughs> is it the book that he was supposed That's to gotta eat? That's got to be
1: the scroll that is putting in, in his mouth.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. scroll that he eats. That's why his mouth's yeah. hanging open because he's about to eat right. it. Okay. He's going <laughs> to chomp that scroll. And kind of in the middle of the pa- the, the drawing, is this weird four-headed many, many many-winged creature with some feet. Yeah, And it does have, uh, that kind of looks like a bull head. Like a lion, a person, a bull, and an eagle, I guess. eagle,
1: yeah. And then... Yeah, yeah. too many wings here, and only one creature. with just a
2: million wings. And
1: it does appear to have four bodies, not just four heads, but like four bodies all kind of Back to back with each other, it looks like a compass. Yeah, a little different. <laughs> well, and then yeah. and then
0: right next to them, they have this wheel within the wheel, which looks like if you took two wagon wheels and just put them at right angles. And
2: I think those are eyes to each other. It actually, looks more like three wheels. Oh yeah, and there's eyes on
0: them. But the, but the thing is, that there's no relationship between the creature and the wheels. Like, They're exactly. just kind of stickered. There's one, and then there's another. <laughs> yeah. I, so there's no sense of them. Controlling the wheel or riding on the wheel or anything like that. And of course, up above, you know, Yahweh's hanging out, God, the typical beardy man in the sky.
2: Yahweh's like sitting in a chair on a throne. Yeah. 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 On a throne, kind of like above all of this. And he's
1: like, uh. In the book, it did say that the wheel was next to them all the time. Oh, it didn't. Yeah. And the text didn't say they mounted it. We kind of figured that's what it meant. Yeah.
2: Like, why would the wheel be there otherwise (laughs) if they're not, you know, using it for a purpose? I mean, maybe it just for fun. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But this is a really interesting Hmm. depiction. Also, not quite what I had in mind.
1: No, not quite as glorious as what we pictured, at least what I pictured.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, the final one I actually think is pretty intense. <laughs> this one is by Bernard Picart who lived from 1693 to 1783. Okay. Okay, like
0: It looks like maybe a charcoal or maybe another etching perhaps.
2: Yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, look at there's Ezekiel eating the the pamphlet again with just this sort okay, of Okay, so
0: <laughs> this one's different. There's like okay, there's there's clouds in the sky, but here's like a teeny tiny cloud has come down. Yeah. With a hand sticking out of it. It's come down right to his face. Yeah,
2: and he's chomping on to it. put the book in his mouth. That's feeding him a scroll. Yes. Yeah.
0: Now, in
2: this one, it looks like there are four sort of
1: yeah.
2: cherub things that are not connected But they do have four wings,
1: and they each have four faces, yeah, and four wings. No, this is much more accurate. Oh,
2: interesting. Yes, okay. Just
1: like it described, each of them has two wings, kind of pointed, extended upward, yeah, and then two across their body. You remember that from the what we read?
0: Okay, someone read the instructions. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
2: I thought that this was the most accurate. Still not quite it, but like the most accurate of what the depiction yeah. was it also
1: looks like Yahweh up on the throne up there in the clouds he's on maybe fire maybe on fire yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so okay so
1: that fits that does also fit yes
0: and there are also four different wheels within wheels yes instead yeah. of just the one like there was in the yeah. last the last image
2: exactly now i i read something when i looked up this particular painting that i guess some scholars were really appalled by this depiction of the loins of God and the fact that like, I, I don't know if you remember, but that <laughs> like there was fire below the loins and like a man above. Right. From the
1: loins yeah. down fire, from the loins up lightning or something, yeah. right? Wasn't that what it, it was? Is
2: something to that effect and that people reading that were just really disturbed by that, which which makes sense. I mean it's like god Wait,
1: they were described they were disturbed by reading it or they were disturbed by this depiction of it
2: I think by reading it by by this like description okay, of you know god on fire right. <laughs> god's <laughs> junk on fire you know like it's pretty okay. intense here anyway i also this painting shows the eyes all around Yeah, yeah. It's it's on the wheels, not on the cherubim. No, but on the wheels. But there are, you know, two eyes per head, so that means what? Quite a few eyes. (laughs) Eight eyes (laughs) per cherubim. Yeah, with these four headed beasts. (laughs) You know, these freaking abominations. My god. So uh, yeah, (laughs) and and what's happening below? Kind of looks like is this a lightning lightning or the land in the land almost looks like it's underwater. Yeah, almost it's like a choppy ocean. Yeah, below. Yeah. Exactly. It's just there's a lot going on. Was by on a here. river. He was oh. by a river when he had this vision. That's true. So that
1: uh, might be okay. the river.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah
0: wow wow so i love
2: it's like okay. a good
0: this is a good sunday school activity to just have all the kids draw what they think that would be pretty amazing what's going on yeah
1: that's good
0: you know and in- i
1: would recommend people check this one out this picart p-i-c-a-r-t yes depiction of ezekiel's vision because it's definitely like the more i look at it the more i'm like oh oh i see he's going for that thing from the description yes so that's it's kind of fun
2: yeah, so just I'll show you real quick on here. Like, if you just type in Ezekiel visions and look up images on Google, some of them are getting really woo woo, and you know, look like chakras and stuff with all these really intensely <laughs> yeah, rainbow colors. Yeah, rainbow yeah. colors, and wow, that one's pretty awesome. <laughs> My goodness. So I don't know. I if you want to, you know, have some fun, revelationillustrated.com, dot com. Wow.
0: God, I
1: wish I had that domain. That's such a good domain oh. name. Oh, look at this! Holy
0: crap! This is a good image. Also, you should you should post this one as well oh, wow. in the Facebook group. Wow! But really, it's yeah. very seventies psychedelic. Exactly. It really yeah. looks
2: psychedelic. Like a lot of these ones. Well, maybe
0: like a touch of Lisa Frank as well it's with the color palette. Barely
2: Lisa yeah. Frank, but I definitely Just remember. A touch. Yeah, I, I remember going to some kind of like woo woo hippy dippy stuff with my mom, and I feel like this would have been there. Like you know, take a picture of your or <laughs> or something and like yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> right yeah this totally. definitely looks like they took a picture of God Zora. yeah wow <laughs> so yeah if you want to have some fun yeah go look this stuff
1: up <laughs> i like that it the caption for that picture clarifies that this is specifically ezekiel chapter one and chapter 10 oh, so it's okay. these two visions we saw it's like very there clearly that's what we're going for with this chakra image
2: yeah indeed it's pretty amazing so anyway if you go on jehovah's org, you can see a beautiful rendition of ezekiel looking up into the sky and just being really utterly terrified which quite frankly i would have been as well so yeah go oh, check it a lot out of for good yourself. stuff to be found
1: here truly that
2: yeah and uh, i i encourage all of you out there to go also and draw your own depiction Maybe post it Mm -hmm. on the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship group because I want to see some of your beautiful artwork of what the heck this all was about. So do that and uh, we'll see you next week. Looking forward to it. Bye.